This is Conversations with Corliss, the podcast that features real and inspiring people who are leading their lives with purpose, passion, and confidence. Through their stories, advice, and expertise, you will be empowered with tools and insights to become the leader you are meant to be. Your host, Corliss, is a Dare to Lead trained, certified success principles coach, best-selling author, and inspirational speaker. As an entrepreneur for more than two decades, she has coached, trained, and mentored thousands to tap into their personal power and realize their potential. Through her company, Corliss Co., she will help you dream again and break through what holds you back from leading the life you want to have. Connect with her today at corliss.ca. Hi, everyone. This is Conversations with Corliss, a real leadership podcast. Here we will talk about all the things it takes to bravely lead the life you deserve. Welcome to the conversation. You may have guessed it. My name is Corliss, and I created this podcast simply because I want to help people and make a bigger impact. You see, one day I woke up in my 40s and realized time stands still for no one. With my kids more independent and my career not as fulfilling as it once was, I found myself wondering if this was it and what was next for me. I went looking for answers to recreate my life, and I found them in having meaningful conversations with inspiring people. That's what we'll do here for you. Whatever you're looking for, I'm glad you're here. Aging has given me the invaluable insight that we should make every moment count. It's time to take charge of your life, to rise up and be all you can be. This podcast is meant to help you do that. So let's get started. This is episode 073, the five keys to making a career transition, even if you think it's too late with Andrea Horvath. Our intention going into this episode was to share important things to consider about your career and why it may be time to make a change. You will learn that, but there is much more in this conversation than even I expected. Many times we hold ourselves back and make life harder than it needs to be. I say we because I've been there myself many times. We get stuck in a way of living and being and find ourselves wondering if this is all life is about. This misalignment with self causes us to feel unfulfilled and discontent. Perhaps the reason something doesn't feel good for you is because it's not good for you. Enjoy this conversation as we explore all the things surrounding making positive changes in your life. We hope it helps you connect to what's in your heart and inspires you to take action because there really is no time to waste. Andrea Horvath is a career transition coach who helps women determine the career that ultimately lights them up and then supports them to confidently make that transition, even if they have no freaking idea what that looks like. Her signature approach helps women connect with who they really are at their core and shows them how to make decisions that are in alignment with what they want. Through that process, a new career vision is born and then created. Andrea was a certified professional accountant in the corporate world, managing budgets between 10 and 20 million. By all outside circumstances, she was successful, but she felt completely empty on the inside. From that place, she began searching for and ultimately finding the answers of how to choose a new career that excites you. She first started her business as a side hustle around her nine to five corporate job, and since then has been able to transition to full time and do what she absolutely loves and help other women step into their power and follow their hearts. She lives in Vancouver, BC as a solo parent with two teenage daughters and a fur baby. Well, welcome, Andrea. How wonderful to have you here. I meet the coolest people on LinkedIn, and you, of course, are at the top of that list. Thanks for joining us today. 
Oh, thank you so much for having me here, Corliss. I'm super excited. I always love all your content. I like watch it and read it and connect to it. So it's really quite special for me to be able to share you with the audience today. So thanks again. Now, as as every listener would know, and kind of anybody who works with me for sure knows, I kind of start with why. It's like, why are we even doing this? Why should we consider this? What's this all about? So I have two questions about why that I'd like to begin with today. The first one is, is do you have a personal story that connects you to why it's not too late to make a career transition. And the second part of that question is, why should someone else consider it? Sure, that's a great question. So first of all, my own personal story is I made my career transition in my late 40s. And, you know, I think we go along in life and we often follow the rules. We follow what we're supposed to do. And we reach a point where it's really, we realize that it's not fulfilling or we're not happy. And we look at our life and we think, well, you know, too much time has passed, right? So I reached my late 40s, realized I wasn't happy. Well, actually, it was my mid-40s. And I really had to dig deep and recognize that life's short. Like, we, we don't have this infinite time. And it's really up to me, personally, to figure out what it is that I want to do to make myself actually really, really happy. I was in a career where I wasn't fulfilled, uh, it wasn't energizing me. I didn't feel that passion that I really wanted to feel. And so I did the work and and figured out what it is exactly what I wanted to do and how to get there. So you did the work. So tell us more about that. What does that, what does that mean? So that means I had to figure out the pieces and parts of myself that I really wanted to cultivate and what experiences made me really happy and made me feel really fulfilled. Because I mean, I had a successful career on paper, right? I was a certified professional accountant, I was in corporate management. But the experiences I weren't, I was having in each of my days didn't actually make me feel fulfilled. So I really had to figure out like, how do I operate as a person? And you know, one of the biggest pieces for me is recognizing how much I need to connect with people like truly at a deep level. So you can see being an accountant (laughs) was not conducive to connection. And there's other parts of me and I'm, you know, you've shared with me that you're super curious. I'm the same way. Like I just want to learn everything. So I had to figure out, it was really like, um, you know, picking up breadcrumbs along a trail going, okay, well, what pieces of my life and what pieces of me do I need to pull out and actually really, embody and magnify and create something from those pieces. Mm, That's so good. So when you say do the work, really, it's like asking yourself the questions, seeking the answers, kind of listening to what's not working and asking yourself, you know, what would I change? What's natural to me? So those are all personal development explorations that you're talking about here. hundred percent. And what I often find, uh, most for the most part, and this is something I did as well, is what we do first when we decide we're not realize we're not happy where we're at. Often, what we do is we look to the outside world. What, what can I switch to? What can I change to? And I've talked to you know enough women and really people overall. That is the natural response: is pour through job postings. You know, talk to others to figure out what could I do. And it's actually it's actually backwards. Because until we understand ourselves at a deeper level and what makes us tick, what, you know, really fills our cup, gives us joy, that's the first step. 
not looking outward. Okay. What you're sharing is total gold here because that's, in my experience, that's certainly the truth is that we just go looking outside when really the answers are within us and we have to put ourselves in spaces to be able to find those answers and get the support from people who know how to ask the right questions and who will inspire us. So awesome stuff. Now, what about, what about the person who is listening to this and they're like, I don't know, I think I'm okay with where I'm at but maybe I'm not, I don't know. Something is telling them that they should listen to this episode because maybe they're not fulfilled in their career. Why do you find people fall into that kind of trap? Let's call it a trap today. Yeah, absolutely. We, we can really get in our heads when it comes to, especially when it comes to our careers, because, you know, in the corporate world, especially most notably, it's very logical. It's very linear based. And so we use our logical brain. And we, you know, we make a list of, say, even like pros and cons, you know, why I should stay and why this is working. And we stay in our heads. And the problem is we don't ever actually feel into what it is we really want. And sometimes we don't even want to admit to ourselves, right? And that's a big part of it. And actually really not happy. And this is really not working because then what? And it's scary. It's like, then what? How do I actually do this? How do I navigate this? What do I switch to even? Mm, oh, so true. I, I know, I, I'm not sure if this is something that you're going to be talking about here. I guess it'll see if it comes out in the conversation, but I have um, this experience where I was in my career for more than 20 years and I loved it. Like I did. I loved it all along, all along. I really did. Matter of fact, I started thinking it was just going to be a hobby, a side hustle. And it ended up becoming a career that filled me up every day. I was so excited about my career. I was so excited about the people I got to help and serve and, and basically what I did. And then I started feeling like now this is just a job. Like it, it became just a job. And there was a series of things that had happened you know, changes that had gone on that were out of my control that had kind of shifted the dynamics of the business. And in my heart of hearts, I felt like I've done everything I can do here. Like there's something more. I don't know what the more is, but something more. And I started like seeking that and, and started doing the work of like, what is it? I mean, I'm grateful for everything I have. And this is, this has been a great career, but why I'm not, I don't know what's missing, but something is, and I knew it was, but you know, one of the things that held me back the most was my security. I felt like I worked so hard for 20 years to build this career. I'm not going to just give up everything I worked for. That was honestly one of the things that stopped me the most in pursuing what I really wanted to and listening to my own heart. Do you find that's common for most people? Absolutely. Actually, it is something that I've got on um, to talk about today because it really is something that can hold people back. And the truth of the you know, matter is, is we, we can take so much from our quote unquote old career to our new career. Because that's the, the truth of it is, is we think that we're throwing it all away, like, like exactly what you said. And that security piece is so huge. But part of this journey is recognizing also that actually the security has to come from within us. Every time we look to the outside world to make us feel secure, we actually give our power away. And one of the greatest ways we can actually find security in ourselves is actually that personal development piece and understanding ourselves. <laughs> Thank you. You hit the nail on the head there. I was thinking because my career prior to what I'm doing now 
really prepared me for who I am now and to be able to do what I'm doing now. I remember as an example, I remember speaking, I share this often when I'm speaking on stages, I share the the story about, I used to shake in a living room of five people. Like I was so nervous and so scared to speak in front of like a tiny little teeny audience. Now I'll stand on a stage of thousands of people and literally it, I don't even waver. So really where I started and the career that I had really built me up to be able to do what I'm doing now and to speak right from the heart, not get nervous and to be a, an amazing public speaker. Right. So that, that really makes a lot of sense. You take it with you. Absolutely. You know, I have goosebumps listening to you talk about that because that is exactly how it works. You're, you take those pieces And, you know, a big part of this, too, is understanding that we're evolving constantly as human beings, right? The person that we started that, you know, for yourself in particular, like you, the person you were when you started that former career is not the same person you are now. Mm. And so to think that we can just stay in something when we're evolving and growing and adapting as human beings, you know, you kind of look at it from that perspective. It's like, well, how could we even expect to be happy still? Huh. So that's interesting. Cause it's like, maybe we kind of lose ourselves and what we think we should be doing. This is where we get stuck in our heads, right? It's like, we get st- stuck there because we lose ourselves. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Do you know what I, do you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> um, well, I think, I think a lot of the times we get stuck in that this is, well, this is what I've done. And this is kind of who I am and not even recognizing that we're not that same person anymore. Like you said, that, that woman that was, you know, fearful with five people, you're not that person anymore. And if you stayed in that situation, you would be horribly unfulfilled. And I think, I mean, obviously, you know that you made the switch, right? And you've adapted and you've grown. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So good. Thank you. That's exactly what I was trying to say. So tell me, how did being an accountant prepare you for what you're doing now? What did you take with you? Tell us. <laughs> Um, well, there's a number of things. I One of the big pieces, I think, is having an understanding of money for, for one big piece of that. And that sounds so strange when you consider what I do. But planning around the money when you're making a career transition is, is a huge aspect of it. And so when I'm working with, with clients, it's like I can ask all those tough questions around money and I feel super comfortable around it. Not to mention, I get to use it in running my own business, right? Because I'm self-employed. So Mm. that really helped. Another aspect that really helped was in my career, I was always looking at the big picture, but then always bringing it down to the details. And what are the day-to-day activities? So that's something that's really helpful. It's looking at the big picture. Like, what is the vision for what I really want for my life and my career and my experiences? But then part of that process is being able to actually bring it down into tangible bite-sized step-by-step pieces. And that was something I did in my career. So I just took that skill set and I now transfer it to this one. And then probably the third one that was the biggest piece is risk management, because that was a big part of my former career. Because when you're doing this, when you're making a change, you don't want to just go into it going, oh, this is going to be great. Everything's going to be wonderful. I and mean, we want to be positive 100%. But at the same time, we've also got to be aware of where things can go wrong and how to mitigate any risk 
and anything that can go wrong to really set yourself up for success. Because often when we fail, it's because we actually haven't considered what could go wrong. And not again, not from a negative perspective, but it's about being prepared, right? Yeah, this is so good. You know, when I think about it in my own life, I think about, okay, I'm just going to use lead conference as an example. So there was a lot of fear around taking that kind of risk. And when I was envisioning the conference and I mean, I'm just a normal person, (laughs) like, you know, what makes me think that I can, you know, put on the largest personal growth conference in Canada and to bring this high caliber event to Canadians. And I went through all of that in my head. Right. And Then I started kind of getting outside of my head and started thinking from my heart instead, where I was like, okay, first of all, if you don't do this, you're, if you don't do this, you're going to regret it. You're going to regret it. So for the audience, if you're like, something doesn't feel right. I really have this, this hope, this dream, this change, this thing I want to pursue, this change in career. I want to go for it, but I'm like scared. And I don't know, you know, when the head chatter gets in of like, who do you think you are? Can you really do it? And all that stuff. Try to like, just settle that down in your own mind and go into your heart and think, if I don't do this. Will I regret it? If my, if I come to the end of my life and I, will I regret it? And like, for me, I, that's what gave me the courage to go through and follow through on, on pursuing the big goal and the change, like, and to take it on, like as lead conference, because it kind of became a career of its own, you know, by, by pursuing that. So I guess, you know, when you're saying all of these things about having the courage, it's like, my friends, who says we have time to, to like, let these fears or these, you know, thoughts control us. We, there's no guarantee here. We have to just have the courage and find the courage and just go for it and navigate the risk and do all of, all of those things and and be logical, but like really get into your heart. I think that's what you're trying to teach us here. Absolutely. You've absolutely nailed it there, Corliss. It really is about the deeper question of what do I really want? And you know, it's so interesting when you talk about that regret piece. That is so powerful. You know, people will often ask the questions like, you know, they want you to share what are your biggest mistakes in life? And, you know, I've had to do a lot of work around that myself because I was really good in early parts of my life of beating myself up. And I know so many people are. They just you know make a mistake and they beat themselves up endlessly, the same mistake over and over again. And I've had to do a lot of work on myself personally to, to stop doing that. And I mean, I haven't completely stopped. I don't know if I ever really will. But I've gotten to a place in my life where it's more about, I don't want to have any regrets. Mm. And if we can come to that place of understanding that we're not supposed to have it all figured out, making mistakes is, is normal. Mm-hmm. It's we're not meant to be perfect. But what do you really want in your heart, deep in your soul? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then using that beautiful mind to actually execute on it. But what are we here for? We're, we can't possibly just be here to get up each day to do something we hate to feel drained and having the life sucked out of us. I mean, that's how I felt in my former career. Like I was having the life sucked out of me every mm-hmm. day. And it sounds dramatic, but that's honestly how it felt. It's like, like you said, like tomorrow is not guaranteed. All we really have in this moment is this moment of now. That's it. 
Mm. And we have to choose. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're talking about career change, but this applies to everything, guys. It really does. I was listening to a, a video yesterday of a guy who was talking about having a new baby and this baby's colicky and it's interrupting his relationship with his wife and they're both exhausted. And he's telling this whole story about how difficult things were and that he had a big fight with his wife and then he went to work and he got to work. And I, one of his work colleagues said to him, Hey man, how you doing? Like, you're not looking real good. And he's like, Oh, you know, I'm just tired. The baby's keeping us up. You know, I had a big fight with my wife and, and the guy said, well, you better fix that. You know, and he said, yeah, you know, we'll try and tackle that when I get home. And he said what the guy said next stopped him dead in his tracks. And I was like on my like really listening, like, what did he say? <laughs> and he said, the guy said to me, or my work colleague said to me, who says you're going to get to go home? And the guy was like, what? Why would you say that to me? And he said, well, you think you have all this time. And it reminded me of that quota that Buddha said, or that, yeah, Buddha said, um, the problem is we think we have time. And that's what came true for me right there. And this guy kind of broke down as, as he said, I was listening to this guy and I was like, yeah, like, I think I'm just going to deal with this later. I'm going to do this later. But who says that I even get to go home today? Who says that something doesn't happen. I don't even get to go home to my wife today. So he said, that really shook me. And I made the call and I talked to my wife and we're going to figure this out, but I never want to leave it that way. And I think that that's part of what is happening here in our conversations is that people get so stuck in thinking that they've got all this time and it's like, oh, well, I'll just, you know, go through and keep doing this and I got to do it. And they come from that logical part of their brain, but really who says, who says that this isn't it? And is that really what you want to be doing with your time? Wow, that is so powerful. When you were sharing that story, I was, I was on the edge of my seat trying to, you know, <laughs> anticipate <laughs> what you were going to say next. But that is exactly it. Who says, you know, I, I speak to women who have been in this place for five, 10 years where they know they are, they are not in alignment. I use that word alignment a lot, but that's truly what it's about. It's not alignment with your soul and what you really want. Five or 10 years, that's a long part of your life. Andrea, that makes me cry. <laughs> that makes me cry listening to you say that because I think that there's so many people who are doing that. Like they're completely out of alignment with how they're living their lives and, and they feel like they're, they have to. They feel stuck. They have to stay there. And it's like the responsible thing to do. And it's just so sad because what if, what if on the other side, there is something that makes you come alive and feel excited about your life and that makes you passionate and aligned with who you are and, and challenges you and inspires you and has you feel a sense of purpose every day? What if, like, what if? Oh, absolutely. And it makes me sad too, but it also fires me up. <laughs> you know, because, because I've been on that other side. I know what that's like, and it's not fun. And it can be very, it can feel very lonely. It can feel very lost and confused. And it's, it's not a great place to be when you're in that place of knowing you are not in alignment and you don't know how to get out of that and how to move into a place. I always say, you know, being in alignment is, is a daily choice. It's not like I'm in alignment, boom, it's like I'm forevermore. 
Yes. Being in alignment and having your align your your life aligned to who you are and all those pieces of it is a way of living. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, so good. If but until you get there, you're just scrambling and grabbing at things and just really going on autopilot and just the programming and the conditioning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So good. So let's talk about these five keys then. I mean, we've touched on, touched on parts of them, but like, let's just walk us through the steps kind of one by one. Sure. So, I mean, and we've touched on them, you know, throughout this conversation already. So while, you know, I'll bring them in, but we've have definitely, you know, (laughs) weaved their, weaved their way in. And Mm -hmm. the first point I just wanted to key is that, you know, a lot of women will think they're starting over again, but that is just exactly not true. And to the point when you talked about, you know, speaking in that room, we're not starting over again. You know, there is so much breadth and depth of experience, not just career and professional experience that you can draw from, but life experience that you didn't have when you first started your first career. I mean, if you look back and, you know, whenever you started your career, say it's in your twenties after if, if you went to, you know, university or college or whatnot, like when I look back, like I was so green, I knew nothing, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so we have this notion that we're starting over again, but we're not all that breadth of knowledge and experience. It's not gone. Right. And, and we can make a pivot faster than we think we can. Uh, most, most people, that's one of the concerns like, Oh, I'm just starting from the ground. It's just like, I'm just completely obliterating and you're not, you know, we talked about, you know, when you asked me, what are some of the things that I brought over skills? Mm -hmm. There are so many pieces and just the wisdom of being on this planet. Oh, that's so true. I keep thinking of two stories actually, and they're two broad age ranges. So the first one is, is my son who is in his teens right now going into grade 11, and he has to actually choose his classes based on what he's going to be in his life well who he is right now (laughs) it's going to be very different than who he is when he's 30 or 40 years old but he has to make those choices and those decisions now so I think sometimes what happens is you know as a kid we're kind of like okay this is what you're supposed to do so I will choose this and I will go this path and then I've worked with people who once they've chosen that path in high school, then they go to university or, you know, do the trade or whatever that it is. And then they are like, oh, I'm not really happy here, but now I've spent all this time and invested all this time and all this money. So I have to stay here. And then they end up kind of coasting through and not being really happy or out of alignment. So I think about my son with that, with the choices he's making now, and that both my daughters have had to make that choice as well. And as a parent, I know for myself, I'm like, gosh, my wisdom now tells me, think about all the things that you love. Things, think about what you enjoy the most because you can make a career out of anything. You really can. <laughs> so what do you love? And follow that. And then, and then that might change. It might change down the road. The second thing that comes up is my mom. I did a podcast episode with my mom, which is, is one of the recordings you might want to listen to. She's such a wise woman, but my mom got, she was unfulfilled. She was unfulfilled because she felt like she hadn't done a lot with her life because she was a farmer's wife raising eight children. Like, let's just wrap our heads around that for a second. She raised eight kids and she, yet she felt like something was missing. So in conversation, it came up that it was like, well, mom, what's missing for you? And she said, you know, I've never even had my own paycheck. And that was big for her. And she was 
58 years old. And, you know, I said to her, well, mom, let's like fill a resume. Like we'll get you a job. And she's like, I don't have anything to put on a resume. I'm not qualified enough. I'm not good enough. I've never even worked anywhere. Like she just felt like she had nothing to bring to the table. Right. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, mom, I would hire you in a second because you'd be reliable. You have, you're hardworking. You have so much life skill. I would hire you in a minute. So anyway, my mom ended up going and applying and getting her very first job and got her very first paycheck around her 59th birthday. And I always joke about it because she never, she never even spent it on herself. She spent it on my dad. (laughs) So anyway, it's like, it doesn't matter what age, like there's always choices, right? That is a, a remarkable and beautiful story. Like that is, that takes courage. Mm hmm. That really does take courage. I see where you, obviously I can see, understand a little more now where, and I think I will go listen to that, that podcast myself. I can see where you get your courage and brain. I mean, that's, that's a long life of not being in the workforce and to step forward like that. That's a beautiful story. Um, and I think what you talked about with your son was super powerful too. Cause I mean, I'm going through, my daughters are around that age too. One's just graduating um, or ending grade 11. My other is just, just out of, out of high school. And that's what I keep telling them. It's first of all, like, it's not just picking a subject you like, but like, what do you love to do even in a day? Like, do you Mm want to be traveling? Do you want to be sitting at a desk? Do you want to interact with people? Like you've got to really tap into like, what do I, what do I love doing? And I think part of the problem is that we don't actually bring parts of our personal life into our career because we've been told it's not okay to do well as far as I can see it we're the same person whether we are in our professional life and our personal life and what I what I when I coach women is what I say to them is like we have to look at your personal life too right we can't just say well mm-hmm. your, your your career is over here and this is just this object over here we actually have to look at our entire life and go well, what what makes our heart sing? Yes. What makes our heart sing? And that and that might change over time because like you said already, it changes and evolves as we grow and as we change. So no matter what age, it's not too late. And you'll take the wisdom with you, which is your key point, number one, right? Right, right, exactly. And what's number two? So number two is it's really... It's, there's this notion out there that, I, that I've heard many, many you know, people speak to that it's, it's safer to stay where you are. This is a, a reason that many people will use to justify staying, you know, where they are. And that, and it makes sense, right? I mean, you think, let's, okay, I'm, I know, I know what I know, I'm where I'm at and it's safe here, but there's, there's a broader, it's, it is a broader contest to look at that with. First of all, you know, and I don't say this to instill fear in anybody, because that is the last thing I ever want to do. But just the, you know, the knowledge that I have learned through not only my own experience, but this has happened to so many people I've worked with. As we get in these careers, and if we're not happy, first of all, the effects that it starts to have on our, on our health. Um, we mm-hmm. often dismiss them. And in my own personal instance, so the last couple careers, uh, pardon me, the last couple of years in my career in a CPA, like I had constant neck, shoulder and back pain. And would you know, like within three months of leaving that career, that, that, that pain miraculously went away on its own, like literally went away on its own. And so I think, well, that was just a pain that I knew about that was, mm-hmm. you know, creating this mm-hmm. 
um, level of disease, you know, disease in my body, right? But what else was going on in my body that I didn't know about, you know? And so right. we have this notion that it's just safer or, you know, we've also have this idea that, you know, my employer doesn't know. And personally, I mean, I'll share, I was eventually fired from my job. And as I have discovered through my coaching, it's actually quite common because people can tell, people can tell when you're, you know, you think we're doing a really good job of faking it. We're still doing the work. We're still showing up. But when you're out of alignment, you know, the universe has this way of, if you don't listen, eventually it makes you listen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It really does. I mean, anybody knows that in life, like we get these, these, these nudges, you know, the, you know, the universe starts to whisper at us and tell us, you know, you're not in the right place, whether it's, you know, in your marriage or whatever it might be, it lets us know. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we think we can outsmart the system, I think, you know, right. But we can't eventually the messages get louder and louder and louder. And whether it's uh, your body starts to break down, which is extremely common, or it starts to really negatively affect your relationships. Like I have a lot of women tell me like their partner is tired of hearing them, you know, complain and be really unhappy. And it's, it's really affecting their relationships or their families and their kids. I've had, you know, women tell me their kids are actually starting to call them out on it. As their kid get older, like mom, do something. Like you're miserable all the time. So we seem to have this notion that, you know, it's, we can outsmart the system and kind of negotiate with the universe that it's going to be all okay. But we have to make a fair assessment of the risk of staying where we are. There's there's a risk of staying where we are. And so that's really part of the process here is actually doing that fair assessment. We, we often, we blow up the risk of making a change. Mm, wow, that's really good. And so true. So true. We blow it up sometimes in our own yeah. minds, right? Okay, number three. So that all your education and experience to this point is a waste. And it kind of pulls back to number one, but there is definitely a lot of people I've spoken to that really have a fear about not using their degrees. It's it's really, and it's that sunk cost. Like I've I've invested all in this. And at some point, we just have to recognize that whether we've sunk, you know, energy and effort into something, if it's not working for us, there has to be a letting go at some point, Mm. right? And just allowing for that and not thinking you're a failure and not making up stories about it was a waste of time. You needed that step to get to where you are. It's all part of the journey. Yeah. Oh gosh, man. In living my life, that is certainly what I've learned and completely embraced. Such a good point. Thank you. Now, what is number four? I think, I think my mom is going to come to mind on this one again. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not too old and it's not too late, late to make a transition. This one is one of my favorites, to be honest with you, because what I know I have learned in my own evolution and my own transition and from working with women is that it's actually the perfect time because of what someone has learned or said like something you have learned in this process of life it's actually taking that it's because of all the wisdom and how you've grown and taking all that wisdom and information and actually utilizing it so many women I speak to want to create more value they want to feel like their life matters they want to feel like Mm. they're doing something that is making a difference in this world and like you even said you know standing on a stage right now you've got so much to share but 
Did you have that 20 years ago? Probably Absolutely not. not. Right. No right. way. Yeah. It's actually the perfect time for this. It wasn't a mistake. All of that stuff to this point actually brought you to this is actually the perfect time because of who you are and who you've become. And because of the skills that I have, that's so wild that you're saying that because I want to continue the story about that because like lead conference. So stepping into that, I I remember exactly where I was. It was so crazy. I was in Minneapolis. It was 2018. And I was sitting there in the audience and I said to my friend who had traveled there with me, I said, I wish this existed in Canada so more people could experience it. And then I sat there and I thought about it for a second and by the way, Dave Hollis was on the stage at this moment when I, mm. when I said this out loud, Dave Hollis has recently passed away and he was yes. way younger than me, way younger than me. Anyway, so I sat there with it for a few minutes and then I wrote in my journal, I still have that journal. I wrote, if it doesn't exist, I'm going to create it. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you what happened was so bizarre next because what happened was I sat there thinking, Corliss, you have all of these skills. You know backstage. You've been backstage through your other career. You know how to speak. You've developed that over the years with your career and with the different things that you've done and presented with. You know that, you know, how to organize an event because you participated in that so many times. It was like I almost started listing all of the things that I knew that if I use those skills and experiences and the talents and the things that I know that I could actually cause and, and create this. And actually in doing so, I would create purpose in my own life because I'm using those skills, talents, and experiences to better the lives of someone else. So I was like, I need to do this. And you know, that's what actually gave me the, not only inspiration, it started as inspiration, but that's actually what gave gave me the courage was connecting to if I use all of these things that I've learned in my life and all of these, you know, special things that uniquely put together, I could put this event on for other people. And somehow that pulled me in a way to do things that scared the living daylights out of me and to step way out of my comfort zone and to start believing that I actually could do this because I knew that it was those things that I had that made that unique combination that I was the person who was called to lead this kind of event, you know? So every listener actually has that. If you can think about all of the things that you've learned in your life, all of the experiences that you have, what could you, you what could you do with those that would, you know, leave our world a little better place and make life a little better for someone else. And when you connect to that, there is zero doubt in your mind that you are living a purposeful, intentional life. And it'll light you up in a way that you have not felt for probably a long time. Hey, all it's happening. Lead Conference Canada is launching in 2023 on November 3rd and 4th, and you need to be there. Because you listen to this podcast, I know you're someone who wants to live and lead your best life. This is the place to get all the inspiration, training, tools, and community to do that. Come learn from world-class speakers like Jack Canfield, who is consistently ranked in the top 10 motivational speakers in the world. Arlene Dickinson from The Dragon's Den, like you've never seen her before, sharing her personal and professional stories of reinvention. Christina Kuzmich, who is the billion-plus YouTuber Oprah herself named as the next TV star. 
plus another nine powerhouse speakers who will inspire you with their life lessons. There is nothing like being in a room full of positive, like-minded people. Come be a part of Canada's premier personal growth conference. You'll be so glad you did. All of the info and tickets are available at corliss.ca forward slash lead 2023. We'll see you there. That is brilliant. <laughs> You've exactly articulated how this goes. And, and, and what really truly happens, it's taking all your unique gifts and talents and experiencing and realizing it, that there is a way you can pull them together and create something super meaningful. Like you said, not, not only to yourself, but to, to this world. And it's actually perfect timing. It's it's not too late. It had to happen that way. Mm-hmm. So it's, true. It's trusting that life is taking you to where you need to be, and, and trusting in the process. But so often we, you know, we 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 do that thing with our minds, right? But actually recognizing that you have all these talents, and that's one of the places that I find that women really lose track of is losing track of all those unique things and actually not giving themselves credit for it and not acknowledging it them you know deep in themselves that they actually can do all these things. Mm. They can do all these things because they've done them before. Yeah, but they forget or they dismiss yeah. it or it's not important or it's like it's just all these stories we tell ourselves. But all you have to do is do look back on your history. Go back mm-hmm. through your history and look at all the things. And this is not just, like I said, it's not just necessarily your professional life, you know, because there's, there's bits and pieces in your personal life too that you can pull out. Like maybe you're volunteering somewhere or you've, you know, you've ran your kids, you know, little league or something like, what did you learn there? What did you do? And what can you pull from that? Well, that's so good because I think a lot of times we minimize those experiences. We think, oh, well, whatever. I just coordinated everything for a (laughs) hockey tournament or, uh, you know, like really, even if you think about as, as a woman, like I am in awe half the time of women. I have a sister who... You know, it's two kids. They're in all this stuff. She works full time. She has to get up at 6 a.m. Actually, she gets up at 5.30 so that she can have a half an hour to work out, take care of herself, sets things up for the day, gets her kids up, gets them to school. I mean, I, I watch her in just amazement. And she's like, yeah, but since you did that forever. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that, right? <laughs> because now that I'm out of that stage, I forgot I did that too. But really, if you think about how well you can, even in just running your life, all the things that you do and that you can juggle and manage and organize and do at the same time. That's a skill. That is a skill. It really is. hundred percent is a skill. Yeah. There's, and, and you know what? I echo your sentiment when I, when I talk to women and I hear their stories and I just, I want to reflect back to them so much. Like, do you hear what you're saying? Like exactly mm-hmm. what you said. Do you hear what you are saying of what you do? And what you've done, because from where I am looking, it is mind-blowingly amazing. 
Incredible. And yes, we shouldn't minimize those things and we can actually take all those things with us. So to your point, it's not too late. It's not, you're not too old and that you can take all of this with you and, and kind of put it together for what's next for you. Yeah. And you needed those experiences. So it's perfect timing. Like you actually needed them. They're actually part of your foundation. Mm, So good. Okay, now point number five. I think I'm going to love this one the most. (laughs) Uh, Definitely there's a belief out there that's going to be harder uh, to make the transition than it is to stay where you are. And this really speaks to the fact that when we are used to a certain level of discomfort or a stress in our life, we really, really minimize it. You know, when when I do, and I think about back on my career, Um, as a CPA, I always say that my best day being a CPA is still worse than my worst day right now in my new career. And that's Mm. saying a lot like that to me, that's saying a lot because we become so used to the stress that of if we're not happy and, and the place that we're in and we comfortable with it. And so we just, we minimize it. Again, it's that minimizing one thing over the other. And then we think, well, we, we blow up. It's going to be really, really hard. Well, look at what you're doing right now. Yeah. It's, it's a chance, you know, there's nobody I speak to that says they're, they're having a great time. Like when you get to the end of your workday and you're absolutely exhausted, or I mean, I've had, I can't tell you how many women break down in tears and phone calls with me. It's like, this is not easy what you're doing, but we forget that so easily because we're so used to it right and and then we think well I can't I can't make a change right and part of the problem is is when we get to the place where we're so unhappy in what we're doing is our self-esteem is really low our confidence is low and this is why also doing that personal development work reconnecting to who you really are and the amazingness that you are is really an important first step because it is going to seem harder because our, you know, usually our confidence is low. If we're out of alignment, our confidence is low, right? Right. But, but having that familiarity with the misery you're in really can keep people stuck. Mm-hmm. Choose your heart. That's what uh, keeps coming to mind as you're talking about this, because it's like all kinds of things are hard, but you get to choose, you know, which hardship it's going to be. As someone, there's like these quote, famous quotes out there that it's like, um, being broke is hard, but so is being rich. <laughs> you know, like it's <laughs> like, it's like, uh, actually, I just pulled it up here. It says marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Choose your heart. Obesity is hard. Being fit is hard. Choose your heart. You get the point. Being in debt is hard. Being financially despaired is hard. Choose your heart. Like, it's like, it just goes on and on and on where it's like, sometimes we think that it's going to be easier if we do it this way. And we're like, we're scared to make that change, but it's like what you're actually navigating when you're out of alignment and you're not really feeling alive and happy and content is really hard too. So change might be hard, but what if it's actually easier than the hard you've got going on right now? hundred percent. And I, and I've said those same words, choose your heart. And I think what's really, I'll add to that, you know, everything you said was extremely important is when you're unhappy, that hard doesn't end. Mm -hmm. It actually gets harder. It doesn't actually get easier. 
but making a career transition. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, be a person who says, oh, it's a cinch. It's a, you know, walk in the park, right? <laughs> like there's going to mm-hmm. be challenges, right? I mean, you know, with everything you've done, you know, there's going to be challenges, but first of all, they're, they're temporary. They don't last. So you get through that hard moment and you keep, and you keep moving and they get you further, further, closer to that place of more and more alignment. And so it gets easier overall working through those temporary challenging moments. Mm-hmm. Right? It's Besides, be- really, don't you, isn't it your experience that you can always, always go back? Like if you say left your career and went and did something else and you're like, mm, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Maybe you don't go back to the same job, but you can always go back to to doing what was comfortable, can't you? <laughs> There's always another job. 100%. And that's, I think, part of, the, part of the challenge is when you actually make the leap, you realize that, okay, like, there are options out here. And I mean, I've changed, like, when I first started doing coaching, I became a spiritual coach. And that, you know, I did that for a little bit, discovered it wasn't really quite what I wanted. So I, I mean, I even changed my business. And I'm sure your business has evolved. But once it's that first step that can be so hard, it's like that first leap and actually having that trust and faith in the process. But a hundred percent, once you start moving, you go, Hey, like there's other things out here. <laughs> yeah, it's liberating, right? It is. Yeah. I've got a girlfriend. She's been one of my best friends since we were kids. And I don't know how many years I listened to her talking about working in the school division. And she, I mean, she was a secretary to school and she ran that place, like every school. We're talking like 800 to 1,000 kids. Like she ran the joint, like she really did. And I know that because my kids went to that school and she, you know, got moved around, moved around. And I don't know for probably I'm going to guess 10 years at least because I remember us having a conversation when I was still married no so it's been like 15 years and she was like not happy with with where she was and she just couldn't she just couldn't make herself do it she was it wasn't even about the money it was nothing to do with that but anyway last year she decided she gave a resignation in August. So it's been almost a year and she decided not to go back when the school year started, she was not going back. And she had been in that career for 20 plus years. And she, and I was like, Oh my gosh, so excited for her. Cause I knew what was on the other side of it. Cause I've gone through this, right. I knew it. I could see that it was going to be so good for her. Cause I'd watched her discontent for a long time. Anyway, she decided to start I said, well, what are you going to do? And she's like, I'm going to clean houses. Oh, I'm just going to clean houses. I said, no, you're not. You're not going to just clean houses. You're starting your own business. You're an entrepreneur. And she was like, I am. Oh my gosh, I'm starting my own business. And I was like, you have to reframe that. Don't minimize what you've chosen. First of all, it took so much courage for you to follow your heart and to take that step. You did it. So many people don't and they stay stuck and unhappy for so long. You've done that. Now you have freedom. Guess what? You're an entrepreneur. It really doesn't even matter what you're doing. You just became an entrepreneur. And that in itself is freedom and joy and pursuing that is just so exciting. So she is like happy. I'm telling you, you should see her arms. She has time to go to the gym. Now I look at her arms and I'm like, she has these beautiful toned arms and she's like, Oh, it's for mopping floors. (laughs) And I'm I think I want to become an entrepreneur that has cleats, or maybe I should just clean my own and I'll have arms like you. Cause honestly, you should see her arms. Anyway, that's not the point, but 
it's like, it's so wonderful to see her happy. And, and that's the point as it, as a good friend, I want my friends to be happy. Seeing her happy makes me happy. If, if your kids want to see you happy, then for goodness sakes, like do whatever it is that's going to make you happy, make the change. Same thing with your partner, your friendships. I mean, looking at her, it makes me feel so good to see her happy, you know, like I love her. So I wanted her to be happy and watching her being unhappy and undervalued was, was not good. Right. Absolutely. And I love how you reframed that for her. That is so powerful. Yeah. I love her. And there are so many women now who want to become, you know, that entrepreneur. And that's, that's the majority of what I get coming to me. And I don't always recognize it right away because then I'll ask questions, you know, before we start working together and they'll be like, Oh, I just kind of want to switch, you know, to here. And then, and then we start doing the work and it's like, I want the freedom. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to choose. I want to be able to choose who I work with and, I want to be able to choose my hours and, you know, this all starts to get unleashed. And, um, you know, like I said, at the beginning, often people just don't want to, it's like, we don't want to almost admit what we want because we're scared, right? We're scared. It's, it's not going to happen. So I don't actually want to say it out loud, but then it's like, you can't deny it anymore. And then you get to walk into that and, and join that journey, which is just so much fun. Mm-hmm. So much fun. So we're going to uh, transition into the the three closing questions, but I did just want to say something like as a quote, I guess, maybe this is a, a tweetable moment. The reason it doesn't feel good for you is because it's not good for you. And that is something that I've said many times to different people as I've been working with them. It's like when there is that discontent in your heart, it doesn't feel good it's because it's not right for you. It's things have changed and you need to listen to that. And I would encourage you to do that. Listen to your heart. So Andrea, is there anything else that you feel like we've, we've missed that you need to really add here before we go into the closing questions? You know, I don't know if we've really missed it, but I just want to actually just take what you said and just really almost just magnify that because it really is about listening to our hearts. You can justify, you can go around your mind a million times about what's right or wrong. But at the end of the day, you can feel it when you're in those quiet moments and you ask yourself, like, am I in the right place? Hmm. And listen to that answer. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Thank you. Now, where can people reach you? I mean, I'm going to put it in the show notes, but where can they reach you if they want to connect? Probably the best place would be my my website, andreahorvath.com. Yeah. So the three questions that I always close with, because this is a growth podcast, right? We're here talking about real leadership, which is about leading by example. If you had a book or a podcast that was really a, a game changer for you that you think everybody should check out, which one would you recommend? Wow, there's so many. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Just think about one that is like really big, or maybe someone uh, one on the topic that we've we're, we've been talking about. I honestly, you know, one one thing that actually probably it's it's a book. I would say a book, and I'm sure most of your listeners have read it or heard of it, and it's actually Brene Brene Brown's uh, Daring Greatly. Mm, yeah, that's uh, such a good book. I, I really reiterate that it's such a good book. 
it's 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 powerful because this is what this is about it's it's being in that arena that quote you know do you want to be in that arena mm-hmm. or do you want to be on the sidelines I mean it's it's really always our choice right but and it's sometimes it feels scary and sometimes we feel vulnerable but that's where the juice is mm, awesome I love it uh you know what I <laughs> I'm having a moment. Andrea, you've listened to lots of my podcasts. What's question number two that I always leave my audience with? I, what has happened in this very moment? I got distracted by that emergency alert. I honestly am throwing I, a blank. I can't tell you what that question I won't. I, uh, I oh don't my know. goodness. I'm the interview and I just forgot the question. Okay, everybody have <laughs> a good okay. laugh on Corliss right now because I actually <laughs> don't remember. Um, so we'll go right into the third question because it is it is a big one based on all the highs and all the lows everything that you've been through in your life, which of course is a lot. If you were able to leave just one big piece of advice, what would you say? It, it would be listen to your heart. Actually, listen to your heart and, and be willing to break the rules. Mm, awesome. <laughs> what a lovely closing thought. Thank you again so much for being here with me today. It has been so exciting to listen to all of your te- teachings and the, the five keys are very valuable. And um, just sharing this space with you means a lot to me. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Corus. This was so much fun. It was. Have a great day, everyone. Take good care. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value, make sure and share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story or Facebook, tagging me at Corliss Co. I know the most precious of all commodities is your time, and I want to thank you all very much for spending this time with me today. Remember, you have the power to lead. Know your worth, embrace your value, see you have purpose, and be the leader you are meant to be.